Sunday's definitely better. Warning, Pro-Try News is a podcast with different opinions, knowledge and possibly fake news about triathlon racing. This is not for the faint of heart. If you get offended or hurt by what is said, please stop listening and go listen to some uplifting meditation music or just go work out, then try again. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Pro-Try News. We are here to give you the rundown of what happened this weekend and give our opinions on the matters. Uh, Fortunately, Mark is not available to meet with us today since he moved over the weekend. We are joined, though, by Pat Lemieux. Hey, hey, hey. Talbot Cox. How we keeping? How we keeping? And Chelsea Burns. Hello, good afternoon. What's up? What's up? Mark, Mark's not joining us because he started his new job today with the uh, British military. And, so. and Talbot, it was important, right, that you, you know, you've almost gone two months without being on the show. So it was important that you were like, hey, look, I'm going to come on, you know, one out of every eight shows, I'll be there. So let's, let's, uh, you know, let's see what happens. Well, the problem with me coming on is so much of my stuff is fake news that it's really it's a combination of people calling me out and you guys on here telling me that I'm just a fake phony. You know what I mean? It's like when you I get think, on and you well, watch no, late night I news. Think, I think the problem is is because you're so in the scene as like Chelsea, but you hear all the whispers and and unlike Chelsea, you just have a you struggle to keep the secrets, right? You have you your line is blurred about what can I say? What can I say? The athlete told me in confidence. I don't remember what they told me if I could say or couldn't say. And so I think it's I've got to give I've got to give you just like a little bit more like you just hear so much, which is amazing. But then it's you probably get confused about what you can say and what you can't say. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, let's dive into it. I know we have a lot to cover this weekend. First Before we get started, this week's episode is brought to you by Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker can help keep Talbot on task, so Talbot should go get an Inside Tracker test so that they can tell him how well he's doing at working out and how bad he's doing at working out, as well as what goes on inside of his body that makes him uh, have a severe ADHD. So and get your Inside Tracker test. I, I was just about to add a comment right before you said that. I was going to say this show is not brought to you by Air Canada. <laughs> I don't know if you missed the drama this weekend, but there is multiple people and multiple athletes at multiple races. races at multiple races that uh, in multiple continents and multiple continents that uh, did not get luggage air canada is a disaster and if you are heading to any ironman races this year in canada so they know they have ironman canada later on this year as well as the edmonton tour pto tour do not fly air canada if you're able to all right let's dive into it and we'll chat more about that in a little while. Let's get started with the smaller races of the year, and then we'll build, or from the weekend, and then build into the uh, more high-profile races of the year. So we'll start out with Ironman France. Uh, Rudy Von Berg got his Kona qualification, winning uh, the race. Congrats, Congrats Rudy. Uh, and the women's race, Finia Toes, also got her Kona slot, winning the race. Um, not a whole lot to say from that race. Unfortunately, there there wasn't too many people that showed up. There was Joe Skipper and um, our boy Tom from the Triathlon Mockery podcast were there, and it was for uh, Joe's bachelor party. And so they didn't do the race. 
uh, I would say, to Joe's potential? Uh, uh, Whatever to this, this is super short. I just want to tip my hat to – Hey, he's my hat. already. We're only four minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Woo! understand. I feel like I feel like it's a bit disrespectful to do an Ironman and like as a joke, like on a gravel bike as a professional athlete. Like, go do a long training day. Like, you kind of got like Rudy Kevin's come out party at Ironman distance, and you're like riding a gravel bike for fun. I love Joe. I tell him this. He'd probably joke back, but like, come on, like, thank that, God, have a little Calvin. more. I'll Thank God Calvin is here to make sure we all respect Iron Man. How dare anyone disrespect Iron uh, Man? I, I think it's more so represent the sport that we call professional. Not like you're not going to show up to a basketball game as a joke. Like, a, yeah, whatever. All right. Rudy, and, and something I did learn this week, Rudy Von Berg, sponsored by, sponsored, uh, coached by, uh, now I can't remember, Luric Van Lierda or whatever. Luke Finlita. Nice. Yeah. I, that, I could probably just completely butchered his name. He's a really famous intel. athlete in the past. Tell you got that intel. No, no, I know that he's won this race in the past. Luke, uh, Rudy posted about it. All right. Frankfurt. All right, man. Frankfurt. Uh, Danielle Blathmile won the race. It was very uneventful, I feel like. Um, the men's side, Dennis Chevreau won the race. Clement Mignon, who we've mentioned multiple times on this podcast, was able to get a Kona qualifier as well as Mr. Hogan Hogg, Kona qualified, and Robert. Oh my gosh, I feel bad because we got a DM from someone that literally gave us a pronunciation for this name. Will Kameki. Uh, also, I don't know if this is Patrick Nielsen's fourth DNF in a row, fifth DNF in a row. But he also DNF'd at um, this past weekend at Ironman Frankfurt. Jarek M. sent us the pronunciation of his name, and I still couldn't pronounce it right. So there you go. We need Mark for that. He would have had it. Yeah, Mark Mark, Mark would have definitely had it. Patrick Nielsen, I can't believe he had another DNF. I mean, I can believe he had another DNF, but it's – very unfortunate. Do we know what the problem is? Like, what is it the same thing every time? Like, nutrition know, goes sure. too hard on the bike. Like, what do we have? Is it the same same thing, or is it something different every time? I couldn't tell you. It's a tough. It's a tough, tough road. He has a post on social media, so I'm assuming that it's it's he's kind of taking taking right. this one pretty hard. So. Um, Thoughts and prayers to Patrick. Hopefully he can get it together and get himself a code slot this year. If not, then uh, sometimes just got to roll with the punches. 70.3. Oh, well, let's do challenge. Kaiser Winkle. First place, Freddie Funk. Second place, Sam Long. Yeah, I mean, Freddie got funked. Got funked up. I don't know. That's all you can say. Know. Got funked up. I yep. mean, I don't know. I mean, he had a great bike. I mean, it's it's European racing. I'm sure Sam has some thoughts and words, but it's European racing. So there, I saw some drama about a mounting dismount penalty or something like that. Sam got a one-minute penalty for um, mounting, dismounting past the, dis- the mount line. That's freaking awesome that they, they enforce that. I wish that was more common. Yeah. 
Um, I guess I guess I'm not reading like too much into this performance. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure Sam went there thinking he was going to win. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, why? Well, yeah, I mean, he just got second place. He got, you know, what's all he can say? What do you think is Sam's um, ultimate goal for his trip to Europe? I let's think, let's touch on that. Let's touch on that a little bit because I'm quite surprised we're going to get to the PTO start list. Okay, but let's touch on that a little bit when we when we get Sam down to Rob. Long's goals. All right, the women: uh, Simone Kumhofer won second place, Lottie Wilms, and third place, Amy Simerman. Uh, 70.3 Blanc, since that was a little bit less of a race than Elsinore. 70.3 Montremblant winner, Lionel Sanders. Any surprise? Uh, I was there, uh, like we argued earlier in the week, there's A-level races, there's B-level races. I would give this one a C-level race. It was an absolute draft fest, the longest train I've ever seen in my life of guys sucking wheel. Sanders had a, penal- had a penalty, had a uh, flat tire coming out of transition, still rode him down, and as he passed him, he just shook his head. Hats off to Nicholas Chase and Jackson Laundry for pulling all those guys all day long. Something needs to be done about the drafting rule, though, because it is, like, so bad. Uh, and as Chelsea could probably hit on, Air Canada was the sponsor of this race. That did not deliver Flora Duffy's bike. This is Flora Duffy's second attempt in a row to get uh, have bad luck at attempting to qualify for the World Championship. How about that, Chelsea? Yeah, I was sad for her. I mean, her MO is flying into races pretty late, so I don't know. It's probably partially her fault for deciding to get there a day and a half before, but it's also a bummer. Uh, she showed up in Chattanooga and then got COVID and went all the way to Tremblant and got had no bike to ride. So I do um, think it's I do think it's quite lame that they're not just giving her the slot that that they're not giving her uh, a wild card slot for for th- this. Can they still give it to her? Or is that a definite no? I don't, I think it's a definite, I mean, have they done, there's no precedent for them doing this. I mean, they're Ironman, they can do whatever they want, but I think it, it does, potentially it opens up a can of worms for them, but they could, I mean, I would say, hey, look, August, starting August 1st, we're going to hold the right to have five discretionary slots at world champ, 70.3 world championships. I think they should have discretionary slots for world championships too, because the reality is, is that, uh, Really, no matter if Flora shows up to a race, she's better than 90% of the people she's racing. So she's not really disrupting anything. And there is room to add somebody of her caliber to these fields. I just think that wouldn't they want someone like that on their start list at their world championships? And I don't know, like Chelsea precedent. Iron Man Man? does not care. They do not care about who's on their start list or not. They're just there to make the money, like money for age group racing. Yeah. And Unfortunately, Flora was offered an Ironman slot, correct? And she turned. She down. was, but you got to remember that was, I mean, after she had won the gold medal and technically got the slot, like that, she could have technically got a seventy point three if they offered that to her. But that that seventy point three was last year. You can't be like, oh, I won the gold medal three years ago. I, I it, like it even matters. It doesn't matter. I mean, they could give her a slot tomorrow. They probably will end up giving her a slot. Maybe if we talk about it on this podcast, they'll give her a slot. I mean, it's happened in the past. <laughs> it- I tried to get her to come on and beg. <laughs> but yeah. she's busy. 
Uh, that's all right. the, the only thing, and, and if Flora's on here, I'd ask her this too. Lionel has made this mistake once. A lot of athletes have made this mistake. Whether she came in Wednesday as well, I don't think her bike would have made it, but I do think that you need to show up in races a little bit earlier, kind of to Chelsea hit. But then again, I mean, I'm athletes, I mean, they got busy lives, especially for her. She probably travels more than all of us combined. So, I mean, the thing is, too, I think times are changing. You talked a little bit about how Air Canada has lost a bunch of bikes in the last few weeks. I'm working a camp right now for USA Triathlon, and we had a bike that Air Canada lost for seven entire days before we got it back. So I think the times are changing. I went through Amsterdam Airport a week ago, and it was like I've never seen anything like that in my life. They were saying that there were security waits of six hours. So I think the airport and travel reality right now is that you have to probably expect not to get bags. You have to expect to be delayed. And that's just the state of the world. So unfortunately, that has a pretty big impact on performances and preparation. So it's probably just a calculation people need to start taking until airports hopefully change back. Um, and, and diving back into the women's race, uh, Tamara Jewett uh, ran away with the show, got off the bike in second place, ran away with it, had a phenomenal run. Um, Kyle, how do you pronounce the second place's name? The men or the women? And men. Uh, for the females. Amber um, Ferreria? Amber Ferreria. Yeah, she had a very, very strong run, looked very good out there. And then hats off to Rachel Olson for running into the podium uh on the back half of the marathon uh that was fantastic so for sure uh diving to 70.3 european championship um daniel backgard gets a win on home soil so hats off to daniel for being european champ on his home soil second place mickey taghole also home country um third place pablo de pina and then for the women's race first place emma pallant brown continuing her dominant um, racing for them this year. Second place was Ashley Gentle and third place India Lee. Um, there was some reports that Ellie Salthouse had crashed on the bike course. So um, she ended up finishing around seventh, I believe, seventh or eighth. So it was a little Too bad. Too bad Magnus Ditlev did not race the race. They could have swept the podium. Denmark sleeping the podium in Denmark. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, guys, like Emma Pallant Brown, I mean, it, it's almost like it would be her 70.3 World Championship to lose this year. No, Kyle. 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 Come, on, whoa, whoa. come on. Come on. No, guys, big Emma fan. No, I, obviously, Emma um, is massively talented but i don't i mean if we're gonna go into are we calling them tier two or b level races i don't remember what are, what are we saying is a b level b. race b level races b for bad this is a b- <laughs> um this is a b level race and uh there's just there's not enough horsepower to represent the like just the damage that can happen in the swim and then on the you know the first 40 or 50 kilometers on the bike so in these types of races you know emma Emma Pallant Brown can overcome the swim deficit, Kyle. But I mean, uh, I think when you, when when you show up to a, we're going to get to startless here in a second. But there's some A level races coming up, and I think the dynamic really changes. So if she, will if say, she wins, if she wins Canada, she's an early favorite for seventy point three world champs. Well, I sure. think that 
But I won't, one, but, but one, I just, I don't think that that will happen. One thing that we do need to note, though, is that to win a world championship, you got to make it to the world championship start list. And she is one athlete that continually makes it to a start list. So she does have that in her favor. Can she get on the podium? I mean, most definitely. But, right. I mean, you could maybe – one thing that she does have in her favor, Laura Phillip could be extremely tired from Kona. I mean, it's only two no. weeks prior. Lucy couldn't yeah, race. Maybe Danielle doesn't race. So I think the other thing, though, that you're forgetting here, Talbot, is what the weather did this past weekend at European Champs. Cold and rainy. I have no idea. Cold no and rainy. idea. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's been some undoing of uh, Emma Pallant Brown in the heat. So if we talk about a race like St. George that has a propensity to be warm, um, or even, you know, Edmonton in the summer can be either way. So I think I think that's – she's maybe demonstrated that that's the biggest curveball for her. Yeah. Um, Not saying she can't. She definitely could. No, of course. She, she wins. She wins maybe more races – per year than anybody else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, no. Big Are we ready for the big one? WTCS Montreal? Oh, well, well, what about Kelsey. the challenge race with what's old Sam Long? Do we already hit that? Yeah, we hit yeah, that. Yeah, we talked about go. Sam's goals. Oh, sorry. What are Sam's goals? We didn't talk about those. We can do that I for hot know. takes. I'll do it so, for hot takes. Okay, hot <laughs> takes, Sam Long's goals. WTCS Montreal. <laughs> hit it, Chelsea. Ooh. Well, guys, I watched probably like 75 triathlons in three days. It felt like there were heats of duathlon. There were junior world championship duathlons. There were eliminators and there were relays. It was insane. Um, anyway, so yeah, they had, it was set up as a prelim final. Friday was heats and there was a massive weather system that brought some rain in. I think they had to open some sewage and put it into the swim course. So they made a duathlon um, out of the first day, which is obviously very disappointing for everyone, especially me, fan of the sport, spectator. It's not very fun to watch a duathlon. Um, And then on the second day, they had an eliminator format, which is basically three super sprints as uh, with a 15-minute break in between. Um, They eliminate 10 every time, start with 30. The last round has 10. And, um, yeah, so for the women's race, Georgia Taylor-Brown is honestly another species of human right now. She um, ended up in a breakaway with no other than Cassandra Bogrand and Beth Potter. And I think, I don't know, you kind of look at a breakaway like that, and you're like, well, that is not something I'd ever expect. But Georgia outran them both, and it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Um and in the men's race, it was very exciting. I don't know if any of you watched, but Hayden Wild actually dropped his chain in the final round. Um, he was probably 25 seconds off of the entire group. Single-handedly caught back up to them um, in about one lap and then ran into second. But Alex, he had a pretty dominating victory. It looks like he kind of wanted to prove a point after getting knocked off his bike by Hayden and Leeds, um, and then Leo Berger was third. So, did you guys watch? I gotta you know, be honest with I you. I watched a little bit. I watched a little bit. I didn't Come watch on. a lot. Not a fan, though. Uh, and I think a comment on slow twitch, those that I'd hate to mention the most, sums it up for me. 
Uh, I'm sure people could argue every way. I just like seeing the standard Olympic distance race. In this race, I could be wrong. The, the comment on Slow Twitch said, this is where transition becomes more important than watts and performance. I don't know. You're not about the skills? I'm about the skills. I just, I just think that, like, I don't like the format. I, I, I was too much going on for me. Chelsea, so do they give this – what percentage of the World Triathlon Series points do they award this race? It's 50%. 87 and a half, actually. So an Olympic distance counts for 100%. A sprint yeah. is for 75, and this is – cuts the difference of those two. So This is more than actually, a sprint. Yep, yep. What's the rationale? Assuming they do two days of racing. Someone told me, and I actually – it's – slipping my mind right now but it does get more points than a sprint they actually made a little bit of a change to this overall series because at one point the two races that happened in 2021 which were abu dhabi and hamburg were getting 100 yeah and then they i think changed it so those were only 75 which is a little more fair but definitely has an impact on the series so yeah i guess i guess there's I, I think it's lame sauce that even though this is two days that they still get more points because I don't think it's indicative of like, I, I yeah. don't know. I, I, I understand why they got to do it, right? Because they're trying, ultimately the series is trying to make more stops along the way. And if you remove, instead of these being eight Olympic distance races in the year, you have, you know, you can ultimately, you can have the athletes do more races together. Um, yeah. I mean, it is kind of alarming. I mean, the... Yokohama was an Olympic distance. It was in May, and they won't have another standard distance until Bermuda, which is in October. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Am I wrong about that? Maybe. No, I don't it just think seems you're like there's no Olympic distance racing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this wow. was this was an issue, right? Where we typically, even years ago, there'd be Yokohama. It would be in, you know, middle of May as it always is, and that would be the the last Olympic distance race of the year pre. Um, pre-Olympics. And so you'd go 10 weeks without an Olympic distance race. So uh, Commonwealth Games is a little bit different this year because there's a huge portion of the field that will, you know, we have to remember that are doing comm games and and that will be a big week of racing for them. And it's important to remember too, that with triathlon, it's not like bicycle racing where you get more fit typically with the more races you do is that the running really wears your body out. And so you just, you, you only have a finite amount of race days in you, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the eight, giving 87 and a half percent on the points. That doesn't, that doesn't seem true to what the weekend should be in my opinion. Yes. Well, that's what they've decided. And um, I think Georgia looks pretty set to take the series. So yep. not yep. sure if be quite so dominant on the men's side but they also did have the relay on sunday which was the world championship relay not sure if any of you knew that hopefully you watched at least some of that i watched the whole thing and it was boring as crap because usa sucks butthole okay um i disagree the usa was in the podium of the world you got a podium two countries that have astounding programs you were you were hammering them on our on our text thread and i thought like oh okay they got 15th yeah that's pretty bad and then i see the results and i'm like they got third i'm like what are you what's the big deal yeah kyle you do better and then talk to us okay listen they need i feel like team usa is just missing something like it's just missing 
Maybe I, Chelsea. I think they're missing yeah, you. Yeah, okay. They Start don't have me. Here. I'll agree, Talvin. <laughs> they don't have me. But it is true. You. So I mentioned Georgia Taylor Brown's individual leg. I mean, I have a massive crush on her after this weekend. But her relay leg was even more astounding than her individual leg. She had a penalty. So she not only single-handedly caught up to, who was it? Uh, Summer Rappaport and Vanderkay, the New Zealand athlete, who were in second and third on the bike. Yeah, okay, that's not amazing. She catches up to them, rides with them for a lap, runs away from them, has a 10-second penalty, and still beats them. Yeah, that's She's actually impressive. insane. It was amazing. So, I mean, that's France impressive. was definitely in a league of their own. Um, I think they will be the very hard people to beat in the Paris Olympics. But GB is... A class above the U.S. GB is just missing just one have... male, essentially. Yeah, but they have they have someone like Georgia, and when you have a an athlete like that, which the USA doesn't have someone like that who's like stamping and taking everyone in there, you know, just like yeah. amazing. But they're you say they're missing one male. I mean, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, he's a he's yeah. a great relay athlete, exactly. and he'll be back. But can we give a little bit of a nod to the USA? I thought all four of them, it was Seth Ryder, Taylor Spivey, Kevin McDowell, and Summer Rappaport, they all had very solid legs, and I thought they did a really good job as a team. No one was perfect. They all definitely, um, I think, had a little bit of weakness in each of their legs, but I thought it was a very good performance for the U.S. So, What does USA have to do to get a gold medal at the Olympics? They won't. I'm sorry. They need to – I mean, there's – I think we're missing an athlete like Morgan who can, you know, maybe run with an Alex Yee and a Hayden Wild. And I think with a healthy Morgan, they should be putting him in the first leg. But I don't know. It's hard. Pat, when's Nib back? What's she going to do? I don't know. You know, what's funny is with any of my athletes, I don't don't get involved in any of their – I let that – that's for them and their coach. I just – if they win on Sunday, you, you better find me on my laptop on Monday. No, I mean, I, I'm just asking that because I think the more we kind of play around and put different people in different legs and kind of yeah. see how that order changes the result, it will be more and more info as they head towards the Olympics. But um, with what they with what USA Triathlon has to work with right now, I just don't see a, a gold medal as a likely outcome. I mean, you could, you, could have Katie, you could have Katie come back super healthy. Um, you get Morgan back healthy. We still got a lot of time between now and then. You got to have Nib back. Then. Yeah, I just don't know if you watched the French Talbot. Well, let's dive to the next race. Okay. What if Glenn Jorgensen came back, Pat? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm what? That's my wife. Kyle, so. No offense. There's there's a better chance in me making the team <laughs> than her coming back just to triathlon. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting with the with the with the with the switch in order, and then obviously you got to be a, a, a quick closer to in this. So, yeah, don't think it's Wait, happening. We didn't we didn't talk about one thing that I can't believe you guys didn't mention. Your favorite athlete in world triathlon got their first podium. Does it not count because it was a super sprint? I can't believe you guys didn't say anything. I was it very was a happy. Half I was very uh, happy that Beth Potter was able to make it. If there was maybe a swim portion on the day before, you don't know what the results would have been. But Right. So you're saying it didn't count. I'd like to see it in a bigger race. 
Okay, me too. Olympic distance. Yeah. We'll yeah, see. I agree. I mean, she was she had a solid day, but you know, it wasn't like a podium in Bermuda Olympic distance. Yeah. We'll see in October. Um, we have a couple of races coming up this weekend. We have Ironman Austria, which is kind of a weak start list. Uh, 70.3 Andorra, which will feature Cam Wirth, Josh Amberger, Ashley Gentle. Uh, 70.3 Ecuador, which features Andy Potts, Sarah Corrali, and then 70.3 La Saab, which has no real big names. Um, the biggest race of the so, weekend is definitely... So wait, would you say those are all B-level races? I would almost say that La Saab is probably a D-level race. <laughs> Ecuador is probably a C-minus race. Andorra is probably a... It's just A and B. You can't insult the athletes that much. B minus race? Oh. You can go to C. You can't go to D, All right. but you can definitely go to C. Okay? Right. Ironman right. Austria right. is probably an F. I'm sorry. Uh, but we do have an A race coming up this weekend with Challenge Roth. Yeah. Nice. What do you, what do you think? Mean, Mark had his picks. Coming back. Mark, Mark had his picks. Magnus uh, Dittler. On, on the podium. Patrick Lang. Jan who? Jan who? Maurice Clavel is someone that I think could surprise. Um, Kyle Smith. I think this is going to be a prelude to what we're going to see in Kona is Kyle Smith probably putting a lasso around Jan and saying, follow me, and then swimming and biking together, and then Jan running away is what my opinion yeah. is. I, w- I would say that's definitely the truth. We got to pick what, up. We got to, can we, I mean, can we say who, can we just, can we go through Mark's picks and we can talk about that? Yep. Yeah, let's do that. On the men's Mark. side, we've got Patrick Lang, Magnus Ditlev in second and Sam Long in third. And, you know, and I think to put it, to put it boldly, uh, Mark is, is claiming a DNF next to Jan Ferdino. I, I, I think the most interesting thing is, is that we're talking a month and a half ago, Jan Ferdino had a torn Achilles. And it's just very interesting that Jan would never race unless he thinks he's going to win. Uh, and a month and a half ago, ahead of the world championship, he had a torn Achilles. You can't just repair an Achilles tear like that. So I'm not saying it's an excuse to not race St. George. I'm not saying it's an excuse to pull out of the race this weekend. But it's just crazy to me that Chelsea. How fast can you uh, repair a torn Achilles and be in world class shape? What tools do you have to work with? Yeah, exactly. No idea. So Not I don't fast. know. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting one. I mean, maybe he's the best in the world and just didn't want to race in St. George. I don't really know. He didn't want to race the, the Norwegians until Kona. Conspiracy, but. This is going to be a head-to-head the snow, battle. The snow in. was very good in Europe this year. So Has he moved yet? Uh, he's been posting a lot in Andorra, so I don't know mm-hmm. if his house sold. We'll keep everyone up to date on that. I'm heading there next week to Rona. I'll check well, in then for you. Schedule a tour to see the house. Okay. okay. PTO afford? headquarters. Yeah. 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 You should do the show from his house next week. <laughs> Well, we better stop talking crap about him then. We better start praising him. I mean, guys. I'm not talking crap about him. I mean, the guy is the, like, he's undefeated since 2017 at the Ironman distance. Before that, it was like 2014. He had a bad race in Kona. So, should I, mean, I maybe bring cookies or something? Yeah. I'm, 
I never I never feel good betting against him. Um, it's tough. To I'm not going to bet against him. It, it's tough to see a world where he, you know, pulled out a world championship seven weeks ago and is in like flying condition. I think, you know, it would make sense to me that they, him and Kyle are going to rehearse some sort of, you know, working together on the swim and the bike. And then we'll see what happens on the run. Um, ultimately I think Mark's pretty close on his picks. I was going to put, uh, I was going to put Patrick Lang in first. I was going to put Sam Long in second. And then I was going to put Magnus Ditlev in third. So you're not picking on either. I'm not picking him either. No, I think, I think this is a, I think this is a payday to run 10 K of the marathon and then have a problem. I, I don't feel good about saying that. I'm not saying that, that, that I like that, but I think that's where, I think that's what it is. And and everyone should remember too. This is this race, and not not knocking the athletes. Uh, it is notorious for assisting athletes to have a fast time, like massive drafting behind moto vehicles and all that. Like they promote it almost. So someone like Sam will more than likely struggle because he will not have drafting assistance up at the front. Uh, that's pretty well known uh, with the challenge, not challenge federation, but. Not knocking that. It just this race. A lot of people. There's lots of photos and all that. So they just they purposely. Yon or Patrick, it will be. It will be one of them is going to go very fast. Uh, since you guys all picked uh, Jan, I'll. I mean Patrick, I'll pick Jan. Chelsea, who are you going to pick? Um, Jan, just because you guys didn't. Yeah, same here. <laughs> uh, female race. Hey, I get to pick. Oh, oh, Kyle, who are you going to pick? We're all listening. Jan, Kyle Smith second, Magnus in third, Sam Long is my bonus pick. Oof. Okay. Sam Long is bib number one for this race as well. Just want everyone to know that. I wonder if that's one of his goals. I mean, usually when someone races, they want to get first. Right, right. Okay, cool. Right, uh, right, the women's right, right. race. There is a, there is a little bit of a, a, a stacked women's race. Um, comparatively, the strength of the men's race is 16% of the typical Kona field, and the women's race is 23%. So uh, kind of a strong women's start list. There is three, six, eight women of the 13 that are Kona qualified. So this will be a very interesting race on the women's side. Uh, you got Annie Hogg, Penelope Langrich, Laura Siddle, uh, Rebecca Clark, Maya Stage Nielsen. So, I mean, of those names, which one stands out to you the most? Obviously, Anna. Hug. Yeah. And Hug, no one more. In nope. Deutschland. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's dive into hot takes. Oh, boy. The biggest I'll hot start. take from this I'll weekend. Let me start. Guys, I'm going to do a criterion tonight. It's very, very important. Uh, the rest of my day after this podcast, I'm spent looking for one last item to make me the fastest possible. Calf, Calf sleeves. sleeves. Calf sleeves. I got to have them. I got to, I need them. And if you try calling me in the next five hours, good luck getting me to answer because I'm not stopping until I get these. Are um, calf sleeves UCI legal? This is not the race I'm doing tonight. Is not governed by the UCI, Kyle. This is, this is wide open. I got carte blanche to to add on whatever I need. So, um, 
but in all seriousness, guys, I wish we had Mark on here to talk about the calf sleeves for a second. Regardless, I just, I, I'm not a fan. Can't do it. Just from an aesthetic point of view. Dude. Dude. Come on. Because according to Mark and quote, they are faster fact, not opinion. All calf guards aren't equal though. And some of the pros are using turbo shit. They look like shit, though, and it makes them slower. <laughs> Somehow his British accent makes that sound so much better than yeah. you just reading it. <sighs> anyway, <clears throat> I'm just, I really hope that they're, they're ceasing their existence soon. I'm afraid. No, they did not. cease their existence. They came back. They came back. They came back. They came back. They're back. They're back and in. Char- they're large and in charge. The problem um, is, is the world ch- defending world champion from Ironman World Championship swears by him, dude, and even has little dimples to make him more aerodynamic. So, uh, next topic, boring. Next. Sam Long's goals. Sam Long's goals. All right, let's dive into this. <laughs> It, I, I'm just saying it's interesting that his goal is 70.3 worlds this year, but he's over in Europe doing Roth, which is a massive goal. And I'm sure they gave him a hefty appearance fee. And then also, too, uh, announced today a couple hours ago was the PTO Canada first tour start list, which Sam is pretty known for this distance. Uh, also kind of the poster child for PTO USA, the Dallas Open. And he's not even on the start list in Canada. I just thought it was pretty interesting. So, will we see him in Kona? I think he's going to race Roth and want a little bit of redemption. But surprise, we're not seeing him. Going to see him in Canada. I am a little confused on why you'd go to Europe to race. But unless you're trying to get some bucket list stuff done. Yeah. Dude, what's more of a bucket list race than trying to win Edmonton? I mean, I'm I'm sorry. It's just I I don't know. I mean, it's 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 a little. <laughs> Haven't you been saying this whole time? No one is looking for these PTO races yet, as majors. But the athletes are, from a standpoint of just making money, right? To be like, the first, to, to be the first athlete. Yeah, and just like I mean, it's 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 big money to win, and and then it's it big money. Yeah. <sighs> I, I'm I'm sure that Sam and his coach, you know, they have some rationale here. I guess the rationale, if I'm thinking about it, is okay. You're gonna do the last Ironman you're gonna do for the year is Roth. We'll be done, and then what we're gonna do is we're gonna hone in and focus for Ironman World Champs, or sorry, sorry, seventy point three World Champs, and that will involve Dallas, and that will then do. You know, you got to race in in late early July and you've got time to recover. That's I'm guessing the rationale. Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, we'll just forget that. Just dive into the PTO start list. Kind of like what, what Pat was saying. Now there's a lot of names. I'm just surprised. I mean, Chelsea, could you imagine in triathlon showing up to a race and getting 10th place and getting $16,000 10th place? 16 grand for 10th. Yeah. I mean, to get 20th, you're making five grand to get 20th. That's why it's a lot of names. Like, for example, Lisa Norton. I think all these athletes, their eggs are all in on this Kona basket. You don't even get paid for 11th place in Kona. Kona is like a five to 10 grand trip. And you get paid 14 grand to get 11th place here. 
I mean, I, I think that this is the future of long course racing. I'm biased. I don't really care. People are going to eventually chase the money because I see the Kona Starless starting to dwindle from here. But there's some – I will say the men's field is stacked. I mean, the best athletes in the world are all on the start list outside of Jan Ferdino. But I, I, not, we can all agree, none of us – we all know Jan wasn't going to come to the PTO events this year. I would be surprised if we saw him at the Collins Cup. Is Patrick Lang on the start list? Uh, pretty sure he is. Um, I don't have it in front of me right now. But Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why you wouldn't go to this race. Sam Long, I don't know why he's not going to this. I mean, he can focus on wanting to win Dallas a couple months later. He probably needs a train block after his European tour. But this I is... I can't believe it's in Edmonton. Have you been there? No, never, actually. I've always wanted to go. Oh. Not not like to see it, but like I've always wanted to go because they've always had big triathlons there. So I've always wanted to go to one of their events. Paula Finley's mom, I believe, is the race director for this event as well, which is pretty cool. Correct. Yeah, Paula Finley's mom is the president of Edmonton, I think. Can we can we talk about Paul Finley for a second? Because that's not on hot takes, but I think sure. we need to we need to do a lap um, and congratulate her on her national championship in the time trial um, for the Canadian road for Canadian um, nationals. And so, I think you know this has been done before. Lisa Norden has been the Swedish national champion. Uh, five times. Five times. Okay, Kyle. Thank you. Um, I, I think. think I, I think Paula Finley cool. is a very impressive human being. Yeah, Paula's especially when she's running hot. She is like a lethal one. I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of her coach, so actually, I, I'll say it on you. I don't like her coach at all, Paula Sousa. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, <hot day. laughs> I, I, and I won't. Hey, Pat, I'm not tipping my hat to him. I'm not a fan of him at all. Uh, Sounds like a double-edged sword to me. You have to be able to back up a comment like that. Why do you not like Paula Sousa? Do you guys have beef? Uh, Just comments. I'm I'm not going to continue to poke fire. That guy's... Can I say something? I am a very... I really highly feel confident in saying that Paula doesn't like you, Talbot. Oh, I know for a he's very vocal online about it. He has me blocked on everything, so I can assure you I know that. All right, now that we got it, now that we got it situated on who doesn't like who, are we going to talk about the the start list for these races, the PTO Canada races, or do we want to just let anticipation? Oh, I mean, we 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 were we were kind of dove into them. I mean, Laura Phillips going to be there, Paula Finley. I mean, pretty much everyone except Daniela Reef, Lucy Charles, and are we going to see Flora Duffy get a wild card slot? Let's just ask Chelsea. Would she accept a wild card slot? I don't know. I say no. Hundred grand, Chelsea. I say no. Hundred grand, Chelsea. When is it? I say no. When is it? A week before Commonwealth Games. Oh, I doubt that. Grand. She's going to Hamburg in two weeks. Week and a half. 100... Yeah, I say I say no. Unfortunately, that also would take out uh, who my wild card men's pick would be, which would be Hayden Wild. So, well. If the, the the PTO start list are online, so go check those out. Give us your thoughts. And um, and how much Talbot? How much do we think the start lists are going to shake up? With are there any last minute dropouts, injuries, additions? Are we? Are, I have this. I have this towards the end of my start of my hot takes, and I'm not knocking them at all. But Vincent Louis, 
where do you go from here? He's definitely not in the running for a world title. So I think a great shot for him is to go tackle the, the distance that he'd be incredible at, which is the 100K distance and the 70.3 disc distance. I don't know why he wouldn't go jump in both those if, races and, and to, attempt to I'll, win them. I'll tell you why. If there was, If he was any other nationality besides French and the Olympics are in Paris – he would be doing this distance. But in his mind, he has to think about August 2024 and winning an Olympic gold medal in his home country. That is his only focus the next two-plus years. Yeah. Did you see his? Re- he was the relay anchor in Montreal this past weekend? It was pretty yeah. darn good for someone you think is done. I don't think he's done. I'm, I'm saying – for for this season, I don't see him winning the world title this year. Right. Well, I completely agree with Pat. I think – a Paris Olympics is like he can't he can't think about anything else, and especially that relay. I think that would be insane if they won a gold in their own Olympics. So I'm sure that's it's, his... it's rare for Chelsea and I to be fully aligned on something. We I 100 percent back you, Patrick. Okay, but the second point on my hot take is I know this is hard to say. Is that his only chance for gold? Yeah, probably. In my opinion, I mean, no, not his only chance, but I think it's going to be a really, really hard ask. I mean, pressure is high. He, I mean, Alistair Brownlee knows all about it. Oh, in country Olympics. It is, it is a problem for Vince where his two, his last two Olympics, I, I don't think he would argue that he's underperformed, right? And I don't know necessarily what the cause and what, the, what all of the factors were that led to that. But for somebody that's as accomplished and decorated as Vincent Louis is, um, who I believe truly is a gold medal threat, um, he just has not shown that on the day at the Olympics, very similar to uh, Mario Mola. And I think, too, I mean, it's hard the way the men's racing is going for someone like him. You like, I'm sorry, he's just probably not going to run with Alex Yee in another two and a half years. So. Yeah, but I think his yeah his past two Olympics were probably uh, hurt a bit by injuries in that whole year leading up. So yeah, it it, yeah the pressure of that. I will say though, if he if he does contend for the win or one in Paris, that would be the most incredible thing to watch. I mean, it'd just be like a rerun of of Alistair Brownlee in, in the UK, but the London Olympics, but that would be so cool to be there. Pat, I know you know what it's like being there, but yeah, that would be amazing. Um, he turned I, he turned uh, 33 years old, yes, two days ago, so he's not getting any younger. He's yeah. that old. Yep. I did not know that. It's like the same age. Lionel's 34, I think, so they're like nearly the same age. Hmm. Uh, and just to add on, since we're talking about World Triathlon, I'll say it on here. Those are the most boring broadcast on earth it's incredible it's actually incredible because the racing is so good and the broadcast is so boring i agree okay can i give you my number one complaint about helen and trevor really they're great they're extremely nice and they definitely they they know plenty of what they're talking about but what drives me absolutely insane is their inability to identify people they so frequently have no idea who's who, especially in the swim, but even on the bike, when it's like so obvious to 
some, you know, plain old viewer like me, who's who. But yeah, they're very, they're just too delicate of voices to be calling something so exciting, in my opinion. And, 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 I've, and I've never been in their shoes. Go for it, honesty. Kyle. In all honesty, as much as Barry Shipley plays favorites, he was an exciting commentator for WTCS. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> and and the only thing is, is that it, and it's not really, we can't just put the blame on the commentators. It's world triathlon's fault. Because look at Super League, and this is something Kyle and I talked about. Could you see a world where Super League was in charge of the broadcasting for World Triathlon? How much the sport and how exciting it would go. I mean, like, think about the story they could have done on Georgia Taylor Brown not getting her bike. I mean, PTO and Super League would have been social media blasting all weekend, getting all these she eyeballs to come watch it. She oh, got her bag. No, that's that's what I'm talking about, though, is is the hype around it, though, and building the interest. World Triathlon just like, can you please give her her bike and bag? But it's it's just like that's the lack of production. And it's it's a, it's just unfortunate. It'd be like watching F1 with two I, boring commentators. Can I say, I, I think to... Super League is a little bit too, they're kind of assholes, though. And I think World Triathlon is a little bit too boring. So I think we need something, you know, a little more in the middle. I I think that there's room to improve. I think, but Talbot, I do want to tip my hat to World Triathlon. They have their coverage has really expanded, and then even then, that the clips that they're grabbing and putting on social afterwards, I think, is fantastic for the sport. I think it would be. I think if there is a blend, right, where if you could go somewhere between Super League and World Triathlon, then I think you've got a dynamite production. And ultimately, you know, somehow World Triathlon needs to be a little bit more inviting to all of the partners of the athletes in the sport. And they need to probably do what PTO has been pretty good about as far as like saying, look, guys, Anything that happens on the field of play, we're going to make available. We're going to give we're going to give that images to the athletes because we just ultimately need as many people sharing it as possible. And that's one thing that Super League has done a very, very poor job of is that they try to own everything and they don't allow anybody that's not one of their partners to share it. So if you're sponsored by somebody that's not sponsoring Super League, there's no value to the partner of the athletes that's there. I just like their their marketing. You know what their marketing is? Their marketing is literally putting Tommy Zafiris on a plane and flying him to an event and having him snap a bunch of photos and give to the athletes. That's their marketing. I mean, think about how like bad that actually is. Right. Well, it's a lot better though than what it was five years ago. I know, but it's it's but they've been change. building this hype, this hype and drama between Hayden Wilde and. Um, yeah, like Alex like, Yee could just be yep. getting hyped up almost as much as what Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen's last year's Formula One yep. season was hyped up. Sometimes a little too much by Netflix, but like everyone knows there's a massive rivalry last year between those two athletes. I'm, I'm just saying they're broadcast for the quality of racing that's happening that is so freaking exciting. I feel like I'm watching an orchestra play on the broadcast. Like you're just I like, think what, no, I think, oh, I, I, well, Tom, I think he's really going to run away to, with this one. He's coming out of transition and I they, need keep, they need to keep, they need to keep Trevor, they need to keep Trevor and Helen. And 
I'll say it. They need to bring Barry back as the third person. No, yeah. no, no. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> no. Bring, 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 a, bring an outside commentator. Bring someone yeah. that is exciting. There are lots of people or... in the world that can do this. There's, there's yeah. one thing that Clash has done an incredible job of, and it's their commentary. Because Rick Allen. Whatever. What I, I, I don't think the problem though is the commentators. I mean, they can only they can only commentate on what they're seeing. Can they do get get a little bit more knowledge and be a little bit better? Yes, but it's it's the excitement and the broadcast that is what you need to make exciting. So, yeah, we yeah. could go on this forever, but right, yeah, that was right. just. Uh, uh, last thing, last hot take. We are. You want to say Air Canada it. one more time, or yes, that was I was going to say was Air Canada. Just everyone booking their flights to any more Canadian races. If you want to race and you're going to fly Air Canada, get there about a month in advance. Uh, if you don't want to race, get there race week and fly Air Canada. If you do want to race, just fly another airline. This episode is not supported by Air Canada. Ouch. Air Canada is going to send us a cease and desist letter. Good thing that this podcast. Is, uh... They're going hey, to send us a letter say, any any Canadian race you guys want to go to, we'll fly you. And I'll be like, can I bring check-ons only? They'll say yes. I'll say I'm there. Jeez. This is also a really good time to suggest people put an air tag in their bike case. Yes, I, I sent agreed. that suggestion to Brent McMahon, and he has now since put a put one in his bike bag. Um, there is a couple other hot takes. Uh, one, do you think that we will see athletes teaming up to have domestiques in Kona this year? You can't no. team up like like Lionel Sanders got an official warning and uh, an, like an official warning from Iron Man. If they did it again, he was banned from racing, from teaming up with Matt Charbot and paying him to draft on him in the swim. You can't. We've seen it. Patrick Lang do it quietly with the blue Smurf Andy Dreets pulling him, but like you can't officially team up with someone. Why is it in the rules? Yes, in it's the in the rules. It's in the rules in their Iron Man contract. You cannot have someone uh, help you, draft you, pace you in any way. So no, that was one that was sent to us. So no, you won't. You won't see it. Uh, drafting petition. I think. It, I think it's time for us to. The the reason we started this podcast was to create change in the sport and bring attention to it. I think we need to start the twenty meter drafting. This is a good time uh, for us to reflect. Have we created change? We got Christian Blumenfeld and Florida Duffy a world championship slot for winning the Olympics. So yeah, I would say so. And our other goal was to was to bring more money to Kona. So if we could get a million dollars to Kona, we would be happy. Um, the, the twenty meter draft two million dollars and two million dollars at the PTO races. No, the the twenty meter draft rule absolutely needs to happen. Um. Jimmy Rickett rules adapt and change over time. You yeah. see F1 every year they sit down, they change rules. There's all yeah. these different racing. Jimmy yeah. Riccatello says that it's not his place to call. It's world triathlon. Maybe world triathlon is not looking at any of the Ironman races. They're just focused on these. So I think that we together should start a petition, get the pros to sign it, get amateurs to sign it. And maybe we can create, I don't know. Like, there's so many other things in this world that we should be worried about, like climate change and all this stuff. But a petition for 20-meter drafting, in my uh, <laughs> thinking, is important for me. So we need to start it. 
I, I think, it, no, I, I, you know, I don't know what, it, I mean, clearly it's, it's the, the draft situation is a problem. Um, and I, and I think they need to, it needs to be addressed. Yeah. It needs, it needs to be at least talked about. Uh, but let's, everyone give us your thoughts on that. Give us your thoughts. If it's not done before Kona this year. Ah, uh, no way it's going to get done this year. It won't be it done for be Kona, for next no. Year. Yeah, no, it would, it would no. be, it would be the, uh, world triathlon officials sitting down for the rule book for next year. But I yeah. do think that we should start the talk. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll end okay. the show right there. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, massive thanks to Inside Tracker. Uh, they're the only reasons why we're able to continue to do this stuff. Um, and then lastly, thank you to all of you for listening. Continue to give us your, your feedback. Although sometimes, even though you send the correct way to pronounce a name, we still can't do it. And um, thanks for listening. Make sure you share this in your social media platforms and don't fly Air Canada. And Chelsea, do you have anything else to say? I'm just sorry to everyone that Mark wasn't here. Dude. Dude.